Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It's time for another episode of Let's Ride Your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast. It is Friday. We have done it. We are here. And you know what Friday means. Not only is it a jam-packed show, I'm talking we've got stuff coming at you every which way and sideways, but also means this podcast is sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting sponsor, official sports betting partner of the National Football League, is the place to go when betting on the NFL this holiday season. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code 5Questions. That's right. Five questions, all one word. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, questions. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code five questions, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash slash sportsbook for more details. All right, that's out of the way, folks. We've got a lot on the docket today in this podcast. We've got news You know, I was going to do a rookie recap again because I've been doing that on Fridays, and I I felt like Harry Doyle of Major League when he's trying to find the the ad to read at the end of the ball game, and he goes, "Where is it? I can't find it." You know what? To hell with it. That's exactly what I felt like with the rookie recap. These guys are basically veterans at this point, anyway. So I'll let other shows talk about rookies. I'm not doing it. We've got some random thoughts. We've got a a, the DraftKings Sportsbook parlay. Jeremy Jerome Betts is going to join me in the second half. So. Obviously, don't forget the heart-to-heart at the end of the show. Come on now. Let's get started with the news. Not a lot. I'm going to make this really quick. Ola Adenye, it was reported, I think over the weekend, that he was going to be rejoining the Steelers after getting released by the Titans. And everyone was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. This is crazy. You know, Ola Adenye is back. What's it mean for the outside linebackers? Who's going to stay? Who's going to go? Malik Reed, whatever. He's not coming. He's not going anywhere because he failed his physical to go to the Steelers. Therefore, he is considered a free agent. So it's bad news for him. But that's the only news, and that's kind of good, too. I mean, when you think about all the stuff going on with the Steelers right now, it is what it is. That's the news. Let's go to random thoughts. You know, Deontay Johnson on Thursday, he spoke. This guy just can't get out of his own way. I, I swear, you know, he always talks about criticism and stuff like that, and I don't care what the fans think. For someone that clearly cares what the fans think, you think that he would give a stock answer when they ask him, hey, who do you who do you want to start on Sunday? You would believe that he would say something along the lines of I whoever the coaching staff puts out there I trust all three guys they're great quarterbacks they're great guys I love them he said no I think Mason Rudolph should start oh my gosh I'm I'm sorry I don't have a lot of sympathy for players that will complain about fans talking and then they don't do everything in their power to avoid that criticism I don't have much sympathy for that so therefore I don't have a lot of sympathy for Deontay Johnson his comment in my in my opinion was out of touch I thought it was stupid. I'm not surprised. Sadly, I'm not surprised. The only other random thought I had was uh, I was reading some quotes from Terrell Austin speaking with the media, and he had a really good quote. And they were kind of asking him, like, hey, what do you think about these last four games? You trying to see what you have in some of these young players? And he said, quote, we're in the business to win games, not to see who will be on varsity next year, end quote. 
I get it. He's a coach. He's trying to save his job, too. I mean, let's not pretend like he's some long-tenure defensive coordinator and his job's safe no matter what. He has to try and get that defense ready to win some games because he wants himself to have a job next year. Now, I'm not saying I think he's going to be gone, but still, a lot of fan narratives, and myself included, would say, hey, use these last four games to kind of figure out what you have going into 2023. He's saying no. Uh-huh. Not, not really. Uh, we got to focus on this year. So, hey, that's important. That's very important. All right, so let's talk about the crux of this podcast, the, the, the what I want to really talk about. You know, the Steelers are 5-8, and eight, and here's the title. Here's the headline. It's time for the Steelers to let it all hang out. And I mean this in a lot of ways. The playoff hopes are all but lost. But I think that with those playoff hopes kind of being dashed should also go the conservative approach. I think they should start to try some things that you might not usually do. Try some different things in general. Let me give you an example. I think that the Steelers should start to kind of experiment a little bit with the players that they're utilizing. And what do I mean by that? Let's on offense. Let's see more George Pickens. We've all said it. We've all wanted to see it. Let's see more George Pickens. Now's the time to do it. Give him that experience that he's going to need, not just for this season, but for next season and beyond. Move players around a little bit. Deontay Johnson, I know that he might say that he is an outside receiver, but what if he does his best damage from the slot? Try out some formations, stuff that you haven't done much of. And when it comes to play calling on the offensive side of the ball, like I said, try some new things. I'm not saying let's try a double reverse flea flicker here. We all know what flea flickers look like in the Matt Canada offense. Not very good. But be creative in the right spots. I think that's something that they should be doing. If I'm if I'm Matt Canada, I'm trying to save my job. I'll be damned if I don't go down swinging. And when I say damned to go down swinging, it is I'm going to try and do my best to get a spark going, to get this offense moving the ball. They have to find a way. On defense, it might be like with players – well, when William Jackson III is healthy enough, put him in right away. Put him out there right away. You've seen what Levi Wallace, Cam Sutton, James Pierre, I guess you could say Witherspoon. You've seen what they can do, but you traded for William Jackson III, put him out there. Maybe it's time that Mark Robinson gets a helmet on game day. And I am not suggesting that Mark Robinson starts. I'm not suggesting he has a prominent role, but maybe you get him some reps and get him out there, and get him some experience. Same with DeMarvin Leal. Maybe DeMarvin Leal sees more time. Maybe Isaiah Loudermilk, with Chris Wormley out of the equation, maybe he starts to bump uh, Tyson Alawalu, who probably won't be back next year anyways. So get these guys some time. Let it all hang out. And on defense, this is where, if I'm Terrell Austin... I might be going into Brian Flores and says, hey, man, I, I, we got to figure something out here. Let's, let's really put our minds together. Terrell Austin said that he's taking, he'll take, you know, hey, I'll take advice from anyone. But is he really? I don't know. Let's see what Brian Flores' stuff can do. You got to put the pride on the shelf. If you're an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, you got to put your pride to the side. Mike Tomlin as well. And you got to say, let's just, let's find a way these last four weeks you can pump it up as it's our last gasp chance at making the playoffs. Sure, you're technically not mathemati- mathematically eliminated yet. 
But at the same time, let's get it done. Find a way to make it you know, different. If you've been holding something back on based on you want conservative, you know, we gotta be conservative, especially on offense. Man, screw that now. You be conservative. I'm not saying being dumb. I'm not saying do what Mitch Trubisky did last week and throw three interceptions in a game. I'm not saying that at all. I'm talking about from a coaching perspective, from a scheme perspective, from a plan perspective, and even from a roster perspective and how they utilize players. Be creative. Let it all hang out. That's what I want the Steelers to do, not just this Sunday in Carolina or Charlotte, but also the rest of the way out. For the rest of the way, let it all hang out, boys. That's what I think. Let it all hang out. Because when you look at this matchup, when you look at this matchup between two five and eight teams, I'm going to tell everyone, if you want to preview this game, go to Dave Schofield's Stat Geek podcast on Thursday. And he goes, he talks a lot about the stats from last week. He does that every week. But then he goes into the, the second half of the show. He goes into the stats comparing the two teams. Not only do they have the same record, they are so close to being uh, so similar in statistical categories. And he went down to, he went with a fine-tooth comb. He's not like me, where I'm just going to look at rushing, passing, points, total yards, offense, defense, how do they rank? Like, that's what I would do. He went into the specifics, the minutia, and they are so similar. These are two evenly matched football teams. And they're both five and eight. There's a big difference. The Carolina Panthers still vying for the NFC South, the worst division in football. The Steelers are eliminated from division contention at this point. But five and eight, the Steelers have only played the Panthers, I didn't realize this, seven times in the regular season. They played them a ton in the preseason, but only seven times in the regular season, the Panthers have only won once. The Steelers have won, I think, well, yeah, they've won like six games in a row then. And that goes back to those. the one game that always comes to mind when I think of Panthers-Steelers was that Thursday nighter. That was the uh, the dilly-dilly game with Ben Roethlisberger. It was also the game where the safety Reed came up and hit Ben, and it was late. And Ben had slid, but it was late. And, oh, my gosh, the, the DeCastro and Pouncey, I thought they were going to kill him. And that they blew the Panthers out of the water in that game. So but when you think about it, you're looking at the injury report. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, you know, there's a lot to dissect here with this injury report. We're going to dive headfirst into this. So, of course, everyone's concerned about Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is still in the NFL's concussion protocol. He hasn't spoken to the media because they're not supposed to or they're not allowed to or they don't want them to, speaking to the media while they're in the protocol. He's been limited both days this week, Wednesday and Thursday. Now, other injuries of note. So on Wednesday, Najee Harris didn't practice with a hip, but he was a full participant on Thursday. Good news. Miles Jack, Pat Fryermuth, and Larry Ogunjobi all didn't practice on Wednesday and didn't practice on Thursday. Fryermuth said he feels pretty good about playing on Sunday. For Jack, he was full on Thursday. Josh Jackson popped up on the injury report with an ankle injury and didn't practice on Thursday. Deontay Johnson didn't practice on Thursday with a hip, and they gave Cam Hayward the day off. As for the Panthers, uh, you, when you look at the Thursday report, you got linebacker Brandon Smith didn't practice with an ankle. Running back uh, Deontay Foreman was given rest, so was Taylor Moten. I don't know if that's a correct pronunciation. I don't know half of these guys, if I'm being completely honest. DJ Moore, I do know that guy. Wide receiver, he was a full participant, and so they're looking to have him back as he was a full participant for the last two days. All right, so when you look at this matchup, Steelers, Panthers, Keys to victory. What does it look like? 
This is difficult because on offense, I have no idea who the quarterback's going to be. But I'm going to say it again. I said it on Wednesday, but I want to reiterate it. I was very pleased with Mitch Trubisky's play outside of the three interceptions. And yes, like Jeffrey Benedict said, and I, I used it on Wednesday, that's like saying Neil O'Donnell played a great game in Super Bowl 30 outside of those two really bad pick six interceptions. But I was pleased with the offense. But I want them to run the football. That's number one for me. Run the football. We don't know who's going to be a quarterback, so you're going to have to lean on the run. Run the rock. That's one. Two, touchdowns, not field goals, but points are nice. We learned as a fan base what can happen when the Steelers offense moves the ball, but at the same time, they don't get points out of that drive. And so if you can score touchdowns, that's really, really important here in this game. It's important with any team that wants to run the football. But if they can score touchdowns, not focus just on field goals, don't don't deny points, they're going to force Carolina to have to abandon the run. They're going to have to force Carolina to say, okay, we want to run the rock, but we have to throw it to get back into it. That would be nice. So touchdowns, not field goals, but we can't ignore the points as well. Third, don't shoot yourself in the foot. The turnovers... Stupid penalties, you just can't have it. That's the third. So the three things on offense, three keys to victory. Run the rock, touchdowns on field goals, but you can't ignore points. And lastly, don't shoot yourself in the foot. Defensively, first is sell out to stop the run. Yeah, I just talked about the wide receiver more who's going to be coming back. But you want to put the football in Sam Darnold's hands. You want to force him to have to throw the football. So sell out to stop the run. Why not? The last two weeks, the Steelers have given up at close to 150-plus. I think Atlanta was like 140-something. But still, man, they've been getting gashed by the run. So sell out to stop it. Sell out to stop it. Number two, get back to the takeaways. And that starts up front with stopping the run. But get back to taking the football away. When you think about the Steelers coming off of their bye, man, they, they were able to really take the ball away at an impressive clip. Getting turnovers every single week outside of the last game that they played against Baltimore. They weren't able to create takeaways. Get those takeaways. Third, bend, but don't break. I'm not naive enough to expect the Steelers to shut down anyone this season, but if they find their way and they're able to stop somebody, you know, if they're giving up rushing yards, which they probably will, bend, don't break, hold them to field goals, keep it close. So there you go. Keys on defense, sell out to stop the run, get back to the takeaways, and bend, don't break. All right, let's get to the DraftKings Sportsbook Parlay. Last week was no bueno because Kenny Pickett was on my parlay. And, well, he didn't last more than, I think, one attempt. So that, yeah, right off the bat. So I went in a different route, probably because also DraftKings did not have any odds for Steelers offensive players based on the fact they had no idea who's going to be the quarterback. So here's what I did. Here's the parlay. The parlay. Oh, the parlay. Every week this season we'll be cooking up our own parlay that our good friends at DraftKings will put right on their homepage for all of you our loyal fans to follow. This week, here's what the parlay is. I have Pittsburgh Steelers total points. I'm taking 19 and a half. I'm taking the over. Carolina total points. 19 and a half. Again, taking the under. Next, Sam Darnold passing yards. This is where I went a little different. I said, "You know what? I'm not I don't have the Steelers to bet on, so let's see if I can figure out what to do with Sam Darnold. I said under 199.5 passing yards. I feel very confident with that. So those are the three. Pittsburgh Steelers total points over 19.5. Carolina total points under 19.5. And and Sam Darnold passing yards under 199.5. I've been awful at these. I'm trying to get a winner. 
Be sure to check out our Twitter page, which will have an image of that bet. You can also find that live on the on the website if you are or the app if you're in Maryland, Pennsylvania, or West Virginia. Each week, DraftKings has new offers and great ways to make your Sundays more fun. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, folks. In the second half of this show, I've got Jeremy Jerome Betts coming up for the NFL pick segment. Make sure you stay tuned for that. And don't forget at the very end, a little heart to heart. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, Steeler fans, it is Friday. It is the second half, and it's good to have the All Bets are Off, off segment back. You know, Jeremy Jerome Betts took last week off. The Steelers lose. Brian Anthony Davis is not allowed back on the show anymore. <laughs> Jeremy, welcome back to the show. How's it going? Uh, it's going It's going good. Uh, happy to be back, and sorry for the uh, inconvenience last week. It was crazy, crazy stuff happening here in the Betts household, but we're back, man. Well, it's not just the Betts household, the Hartman household, you know, basketball starting up. And of course yeah. I have to coach. I have enough kids for a team, but they're not all on the same team. Three <laughs> are on a team, but still, sure. uh, yeah. So there's a crazy stuff happening in both households, but we're back and we've got a lot of talk of a lot of questions for you. And some of, some of which has to go back to your Steelers fix podcast that you do with that horrible little man, Andrew Wilbar. But anyways, <laughs> we'll get to that. I want to right. ask you after the loss, I don't want to dwell on that loss since it's been several days now. But where right. is your mindset now with this team moving forward? Because like I said, Andrew Wilbar has openly stated that he was rooting for the Steelers to get a high draft pick. And that's fine. Yeah. The genesis of his feelings are that he wants what's best for the Steelers. He believes that that'll ra- rapidly increase or uh, not, not increase, but it will make it, the, the rebuild go faster, expedite the process. That might be a better way of saying it. You, you kind of are in the middle. Like you're a homer like I am. I do right, think you right. still look at the future with the draft. Where's your mindset right now with this team after they lose and they're five and eight, and it looks like it's going to be really, really tough for them to make a postseason push? Yeah, I mean, I, you kind of come to grips with the fact of playoffs being a really big long shot. But I mean, I'm all about seeing you know the players that we have now and and how they can continue to grow and gel together. I think I've I've got it pretty well settled in my mind who kind of needs to go and and where the Steelers need to uh, address as they approach the offseason. But I guess I wouldn't say I'm like I'm dwelling on the offseason. The draft picks are going to be what the draft picks are going to be, right? So you've got to no matter where you you land on the draft board, where your picks are, you've got to hit on those picks. And so yeah, it's nice the Steelers are going to have three picks relatively high this year with the uh, chase Claypool trade and everything. But, you know, I'd rather see the Steelers players um, that they have play well and it results in winning football uh, than to see kind of a, you know, it not work out for Pittsburgh and a winnable game against the Ravens. You know, it hurts to have lost that. And so I am disappointed this week, but yeah, I mean, I can see the, the light at the end of the tunnel, if you will, as well, where the Steelers have a 2023 off season where if they nail it, then, you know, they could be smack dab in the middle of this thing at this time next year in the middle of a division race as well. Uh, so I, you know, you can see both sides of that story. 
Well, let me ask you a question before I start looking into this draft order, because I'm staring at it right now, and it is really intriguing for a lot of mm-hmm. reasons. But first and foremost, in your opinion, right now the Steelers select 13th in the projected draft order as we sit here right now. Yeah. 13th. Is there a big difference between 13th and, say, 7th or 8th, in your opinion? Um, In, in a... I guess I would have to to make that answer or to give my answer based on the needs of the team and the and the draft class that you've got coming up. Um, I would say this year it might not matter as much because you've got a lot of quarterback needy teams in a in a draft that has been touted for the quarterback prospects. So you're going to see some of those guys go early, uh, which means you're going to have other quality players uh falling down draft boards and uh so the Steelers could potentially find an offensive tackle a, a defensive tackle uh, a cornerback that maybe they wouldn't have gotten at pick eight or nine uh at 13 so I, I don't necessarily think it's a, that big a deal this year um in as it may have been like last year when the quarterbacks weren't as good and you're going to see teams target these offensive tackles and these uh premium positions outside of quarterback a little bit earlier and that that's a great thing but here's the crazy thing and this is i'm looking at it like i said right now so you have let me count them up one two three four five six seven teams right now that are five and eight you have a four eight and one indianapolis colts team three four nines now remember the four nines like the la rams they gave that to the detroit lions the orleans saints gave that to philadelphia the top three seem to be pretty much solidified at this point, even though that's still up for grabs in case someone like Chicago wins a couple games down the stretch. You just never know. Houston is going to be the first overall pick. I think that's pretty much safe to say. Yeah. For those people out there that want a high draft pick, if the Steelers do something like losing Carolina, lose to Baltimore, lose to Cleveland, heck, they could lose out. I mean, this team is not good enough that we could give a chalk up any wins right now as we sit here. Right. But you're looking at this this game and, and you're coming up and you're like, man, they kill they still could have a top 10 pick. Yeah. It's just insane how this is going to shake out. If you were to put on your uh, you know, you look in your magic ball, we'll put it that way. How do you see the okay. Steelers shaking out in terms of the final four games? Yeah, I think you you probably see I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say they finish uh three and one and go with my uh gut prediction from the uh, from the bye week was that they were going to push uh, and win some games and get to eight and nine and just miss that winning season, just miss out on the playoffs. I mean, they'll probably miss out on a couple uh, by a couple games uh, for the playoffs. But I mean, you've got the Raiders coming up who have, have been playing better, but that's at home. I, I still think the Steelers are good enough to split with the Ravens and the Browns those division matchups are always crazy. So I think they, they go three and one down the stretch and that may be an optimistic viewpoint for me, but um, you know, you got to start with a a Carolina game uh, where that team's playing better. That's on the road. Uh, That's going to be an intriguing one to start out, but I I like the Steelers chances to go at least two and two, but I'm picking three and one. I definitely understand that for me, I I want people to know that, you know, we're not rooting for the Steelers to lose. Uh, There are some people that are, I want those people to understand that the, the people that they, you know, I, Jeremy, your, your partner in crime on the podcast, uh, the Steelers fix, he has said major crime. Yes. Yeah. I want him to, <laughs> I want him to lose. And because he wants a higher draft pick. The thing is, is that th- this team 
ultimately is, and I've said this a million times on Let's Ride, is so difficult to predict. You have no clue who's going to play well on any given Sunday, who's not going to. And when right. you look at the final games here, and you know you, they have a game against Carolina, they're currently ninth. If the silver lining is the, these draft, the, the draft order, and so right. there's still a lot to keep your eye on. There's still a lot to keep your focus on. But I wanted to talk with you. I listened to your podcast this past week, and you all talked about free agents, yeah. and you said who who's going to stay and who should go. I listened to it. I encourage everyone else to go and listen to it if you haven't listened to it yet. They do that segment in the second half. My question, though, is which players were really tough for you to pick on stay or go? Yeah. You know, there's gimmies. You know, there's players you're like, yeah, this dude's gone. Like, he, he's gone because he's there, – there's no way they want him back. Giving my For me, Devin Bush. He's gone. There's no way they bring back Devin Bush sure. unless he takes a huge discount a la Terrell Edmonds in 2022. Who were the players that were tough for you to make a call on? Uh, there were a few uh, for me personally – I, I was a little more torn on Devin Bush. I Not necessarily what they will do, because I do think they will move on from him. But, you know, you, dra- you trade up to draft a guy, and you see some flashes every now and then that he could be that player that they drafted him to be. But just overall, it's tough to see them re-signing him, um, which, you know, y- y- you start thinking about w- what the Steelers team needs are, and you start – uh, chopping off a guy like Devin Bush and and linebacker jumps way up the charts, you know, as, as a need. And um, I would say, you know, guys like guys like Larry Ogunjobi, who has come in and played well uh, for the Steelers and, and been uh, a good piece alongside Cam Hayward. I think he's somebody as well that I'd like to see them bring back, but it's going to be tough because you've got young guys that you want to see what they can do. Uh, you, you're probably going to spend a draft pick, a fairly high draft pick at that position as well. Um, so those would probably be the two guys that stick out to me. Cameron Sutton though, is another one that's, that's tough as well. He's, he's still young, 28. And if you look at the, at the PFF stats and the, and the coverage stats, he looks like he would be a top tier corner, but there's just too many, uh, lapses on the back end for that to be the case. And so, you know, tough, tough stuff for the Steelers here, but those three guys kind of stand out to me uh, as, as tough decisions as to whether the Steelers should or should not keep them. If you were going to pay bring back one of the safeties, Terrell Edmonds yeah. or Devonte KZ, which one do you give the money to? I'm giving the money to Edmonds. I think he might be the fourth best player on this defense behind uh, Minka, TJ, and Cam. And, you know, uh, maybe throwing Highsmith there. He's a top five player on this defense. Um, maybe not as valuable because strong safety is one of the more replaceable uh, groups, but he just plays so well with Minka back there. I think their communication is not a problem. Uh, I think the cornerback room has been the problem in the secondary. So I would bring back Edmonds and, and KZ. Uh, he's not a guy you've developed. He's a, he's a, a good player, but I just think Edmonds is better. I think he's underrated. Very good. All right, let's do some NFL picks in case people missed a couple weeks or something like that. We're not going to pick every single game on the slate. We're just looking at games. that might be important to the Steelers for one reason or another. The, the number of games is actually going to go down because less and less of these games are going to matter as the season progresses. But here we go into right. week 15. Uh, you're looking at the slate, obviously, AFC North matchup, the Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns. This is actually on Saturday at 4.30 p.m. This is in Cleveland. Baltimore's giving three. What do you think? 
this one's tough because we don't really know the injury status of a lot of the Ravens key players. Uh, it's looking like Tyler Huntley's back at practice. Um, so he's going to, he's going to factor into this, but I think Cleveland, Cleveland matches up well with the Ravens uh, with, you know, running game on running game strength. And I think Cleveland's defense is playing a little bit better. Um, so I, I'm going to go with the Browns here. I, I, I think I like the Browns to, to carry the points here and and maybe even to win outright. Uh, yeah, I totally misspoke there. I said the Ravens were giving. They are getting three yeah, they're getting. on the road. Uh, for me, I like Cleveland at home. Uh, most of these division rivalries split. That's just the way the yeah. AFC North works. So I'm going to go with Cleveland uh, giving three. And, and I do want to say that we are recording this a little bit earlier than we usually do. So these lines can change. Uh, some injury news can come out before you might hear this. We're going right. with what we have. So let's go to another game uh, that matters to the Steelers. And I'm not going to go into like all the playoff scenarios. That would just be exhausting. <laughs> uh, the Chicago Bears host the Philadelphia Eagles. The Bears are coming off of their bye week. Why is this important, you're wondering? Because the Chicago Bears draft pick is important to the Steelers in the second round. The Philadelphia Eagles are giving nine on the road. I'm actually shocked at this early spread. What do you think about this game? Are you shocked that it's so high or that it's I actually thought it was going to be double digits. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, I like the Eagles at this spread. If you can jump on this now, uh, do it. Um, the Eagles are playing the, the best football in the league consistently on a, on a weekly basis. And yes, they've locked up a playoff spot, but they really want to settle in and lock up that number one seed. And they still are in a race with the Cowboys for that division who they'll play one more time. So, uh, you know, that's, that's something weighing in their on their mind. So I think the Steelers probably get their wish and Chicago continues their losing ways this week. You know, for me, it's, it's, Gosh, the they the Bears have been scoring points. At least they were yeah. up until the bye week. And Justin Fields is dynamic. So the nine points, I definitely would take the Eagles on the money line. But that nine points, I still think the Eagles do cover that spread. The overs over under is forty eight and a half. Yeah, I say take the over <laughs> because yeah. I think they are going to score some points. Well, Jeff, uh, last week we saw the biggest spread of the season with the Cowboys having like a 17, 17 point favorites over the Texans, and that game went down to the wire. And uh, Dallas needed a late score to win. So you never know. No. Bottom feeders can always show up against the top top teams. You in the are league, right. Seemingly. You're right. You never know. Let's go to another game that matters to the Steelers just because of the like opponent. The Las Vegas Raiders are hosting the New England Patriots. This is Sunday at 4.05. The Vegas Raiders are actually getting a point at home. Yeah. The Raider, the Patriots are going on a short week, coming off that Monday night win against the uh, Cardinals. What do you think? I think that the, the Raiders, uh, at this spread at home, I like that pick there, and I think they'll probably win out right. The Patriots have a lot of issues. They're injured now at running back, which is the the biggest position on their offense with the struggles that they've had in the passing game. So I like the Raiders here. Who, yeah, they've they've cooled off a little bit. They uh, they lost to the Rams in that wild finish on a Monday Night Football, but uh, you've got to you've got to understand that this team has played in a lot of close games and they've got a really good offense. I, I think they're better than the Patriots at this point. All right. I'm going to take the Raiders as well. I just think they're, they're more dynamic on offense and it's only a one point spread and they're getting that point at home. So I'll say, take the Raiders there. Uh, last game before we get to the Steelers, the Cincinnati Bengals go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cincinnati is giving three and a half to the reeling Tampa Bay Bucks, even though the Tampa Bay Bucks are leading the worst division in football, the NFC South. What do you think about this game? I think the Bengals are playing like 
the the best team in the AFC right now. And yeah. um, so I like their chances to kind of do what um, what San Francisco did to Tampa Bay last week, and that's blow them out. So I like this spread for the Bengals even on the road. Uh, three and a half points doesn't seem like quite enough with the diff- disparity in what we've seen from these teams so far. So I like the Bengals here. Let's go to the game that everyone cares about, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Go to Carolina to play the Carolina Panthers, and the current spread that I have right now is the Steelers are getting three points. A lot of this has to do with the moment of this being recorded. Kenny Pickett, who no, no one knows who is the quarterback, to be right. honest. We don't know if it's going to be Mitch, Mason, if Kenny's going to be cleared. Kenny was limited in practice earlier in the week. How do you? What do you think about this game? How do you see it shaking out? What's your final score? Yeah, this one's tough. Um, I think Kenny Pickett probably ends up playing in this game. Um, I think on Wednesday he was a limited uh, participant in practice, so you've got that going for him. And, um, you know, with with the travel to Carolina, again, not not the Steelers haven't traveled at all uh, very far this year, and I think we documented that at the beginning of the season. It's like the, the least amount of travel a team has ever had <laughs> yeah. in NFL history. Uh, so you know, that going on the road, Carolina, not a big deal. I think Steelers fans will populate that stadium pretty well. You'll, you'll see about a 50, 50 split of fans there. Um, and the Panthers, yes, they're playing better. Here's the issue for Pittsburgh is that the Panthers are another one of those teams who have issues at quarterback and they're going to run the football. And that has not worked out well for the Steelers. When teams have committed to running the football in recent weeks, they've got to be better uh, along the defensive front and at linebacker stopping the run. And I think the spread's about right right now with the uncertainty at quarterback for Pittsburgh. And uh, they have a Carolina's got a defense that will take the ball away. Uh, all that being said, Mike Tomlin's teams don't often fall short uh, of the occasion when they're underdogs. You know, that's something that we we can bank on is that when they're underdogs, they play better and i like them as a road dog this week i'm gonna ride with the steelers and i think they win a low scoring game uh 17 to 14 i'll go with that score okay um yeah th- this is a, this is a situation you know i had to do questions like i always do with the the opposing website so the sure. uh, the sb nation site for the panthers is called cat scratch reader uh, I did not think of that name. Trust me. I I, I, I think of Ted Nugent every time I say yes. it, but still um, that's probably what they were going for. I, I I was asked about, you know, the Steelers defense and all this. I was like, you know what? Sometimes the best, the best offense or the best defense is to just have an offense that can control the ball. I can see the Steelers going back to the running game this week, yeah. controlling the line of scrimmage, keeping that Panthers offense off and off the field. And if they can get some touchdowns early, the Panthers aren't going to be able to just run it out. They're going to right. have to throw it. I hope that's what happens. So therefore, I'm going to go with the Steelers winning this game 23 to 17. Thank 23 you. to 17. And I honestly, and a lot of people said I was crazy. I have confidence in Mitch Trubisky. The guy looks really great outside of this really bad yeah, three throws. I so too. If if they go with Mitch, if if they don't feel comfortable with Kenny Pickett, whether Kenny Pickett's not healthy or whatever, then by all means, I think that they have what it takes to be able to score some points, even with Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph. So we'll see. I've got the Steelers winning 23-17. All right, Jeremy, before I let you go, 
this is your chance to say whatever you want to the ride or die crew, plug what you're doing and uh, do all that good stuff. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh wrote an article to kind of follow up on a couple weeks ago when, when we talked about on the Steelers fix uh, the second year players on the Steelers, I ranked them according to their production so far and, and, and their, um, uh, I guess prospects moving forward for this team. I think the Steelers have some second year players that are going to be key factors as they move forward. And that's the way you'd hope it to be. Um, and then uh, again, more power rankings coming from me on the article side. Uh, but we're going to keep uh, hitting the the free agency uh, part of uh, the upcoming off season, kind of a, a preview, if you will, uh, on the Steelers fix. So definitely tune into that. If you want to hear about uh, some outside free agents coming up, on offense and defense that uh, will be intriguing for the Steelers. So check that out. And then you can follow me on Twitter at the bets 93 T H E B E T Z nine three. All right. Sounds good. Jeremy, thank you for your time. I will see you next week. Have a good one. See ya. Oh, big thank you to Jeremy Jerome Betts for taking the time as he always does on Fridays. It's time to finish it up with a heart to heart. Like we always do, you know, for me, I looked at it. My daughter told me this on Thursday. She said, only 10 days until Christmas. I said, what? She said, yeah. I said, oh, my gosh. Is it the 15th? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's it's incredible how fast time flies when you're thinking about Thanksgiving and then it's Christmas all of a sudden. Look, this is my favorite time of the year. You know, I love the summer, and I'm a golfer, and I love to get out there when it's nice. And trust me, I that's a close second. But I love the Christmas season. I, I love the movies. I love the decorations. I love decorating my own house. I love the anticipation. Ever since I was a little kid, I have just absolutely geeked over the Christmas season. Uh, and it didn't stop, you know, once you're a, when you're a kid and, and I have obviously little kids, everything kind of changes, but I still have always been completely 100% head over heels for the Christmas season. I love it. I love everything about it, and I still do. And football is just a part of that. I, I, if there was no Steelers, I, I'd still love Christmas. I'm not going to lie. But uh, it, to me, this year, although I'm bummed that it's a Christmas Eve game, it is pretty cool that it's a part of the season. I'll never forget the Immaculate Extension. That was a part of the season as well. Uh, but so for me, this Christmas season, I hope we all can take a minute and pause and just enjoy it. Because sometimes we get so... F- like frustrated and flustered with buying presents and thinking of gift ideas and running here, running there. Sometimes we just have to sit down and just put on a, like your favorite Christmas movie, whatever that is. Uh, my, my kids watch the, the TV version of national Lampoon's Christmas vacation uh, just the other day. And uh, they, they thought cousin Eddie was the funniest guy. Oh, that and aunt Bethany. They thought they were the funniest characters ever. And I was so happy that they got to watch it because they've heard me say these lines over and over again. And it's just really funny. It was great. And so pretty soon this upcoming week, I'll watch It's a Wonderful Life with my kids, uh, A Christmas Carol, all those things. I've been reading them that book. Enjoy the season. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, do whatever you like to do and just slow down and just enjoy this part of the year. Steelers or not. There you go. That's my heart-to-heart this week. All right, folks. Look, it's a 1 o'clock game on Sunday, which means I will be back uh, with Brian and Dave for the post-game show, so make sure you check that out, as well as my Winners and Losers podcast on Monday. Let's hope for a Steelers win. I hope so. Fingers crossed. And my gosh, as we always finish it out, be safe. 
Be kind and God bless. Have a great weekend. We will see you on Sunday. Cheers to you.